0: Hello out there from in here. Hope you're well and tending to yourself. I wanted to follow up on my last post, which was Be Your Own Valentine, the poem by Derek Walcott on loving oneself. And there was such a strong response to that poem, the poem basically being about how we need to As the last line goes feast on our own lives so there is a resonance of truth there about how we actually by tending to ourselves can be fortified nourished this of course totally flies in the face of the reality for most of us which is so much anxiety which is so much truly self-hate Wouldn't be too strong a word for it. Because of unexamined issues. Traumas or events from our past that are affecting the present moment. So I was reading this book that somebody had given me recently. And a lot of brilliance in it. One of these quote-unquote new agey books. And one of the things that this book was peddling which is something that's very common in new age thought forms and books was hope this idea of hope this idea is such a part of both the new age movement and our culture especially um, is such a part of our gestalt that it will be better in the future it's sort of like we've managed to deal with our pain by not dealing with it in the moment and projecting some ideal that if we can just weather this storm, it'll get better on the other side. But it's certainly something that is reflected back to us by a lot of our popular culture. The New Age movement has taken that to an extreme. Now, not that there's anything wrong with hope, but the problem with hope is that it actually robs from us a dealing with a living in a relationship with the present moment so one of the things that kept coming up over and over in this book was the idea of hoping and working on manifesting these are all words of this author a better future in my own experience as a clinician a quote-unquote better future can never occur unless we have an honest relationship with the moment so I will repeat that again an honest relationship with this present moment as I'm speaking as you're hearing is the only way that we can move forward from a place that will lead us to an actual different way of being in the world so this idea of hope very helpful when we're in pain but what ends up happening is we just change the paint in the room. We're actually not changing anything else. So we throw another coat of paint in this room, but this room could be stifling us. So yay, another room is pink. But the issue really wasn't the paint in the room. The issue was that there was noxious fumes coming up out of the pipes in our apartment. And yet we keep thinking that if we change the colors, we will actually have less headaches will feel better or be less depressed to take that analogy a little bit further pretty much most of what we use unless it's done consciously whether it's books or seminars or shopping sex food what have you is an attempt to throw a different color or coat of paint in the room it does not really change what's going on in the room it just changes a superficial element, which actually might, for a minute or two, distract us enough from what's going on in the room. But in that short period of time, these feelings will overwhelm us again, which will lead us to seek out another paint store to throw another coat of paint onto the walls. One of the most beautiful lines in that Derek Walcott poem, Love After Love, is you will love again the stranger who was yourself so it says sit here eat you will love again the stranger who was yourself this idea of stranger of self the stranger who is ourself the stranger to ourself is actually something that's literal it's not some cute poetic license The idea of sitting with ourselves moment to moment, practicing this, is to actually get to know that stranger. This is a very literal thing. Majority of people that I work on, unless they've done tremendous amount of work on themselves, have no idea what's running them. I have said to you over and over during different podcasts and seminars and meditations that we've had together, to know yourself is to free yourself. But these are words. 90% of what runs us is our unconscious. So the idea of that you say, today I'm going to get up and exercise, and you don't. What is that energy? Today I'll be more compassionate. And you aren't. What is that energy? We try to will ourselves. Part of this analogy of throwing a coat of paint on a wall, that's the willpower. We mistakenly believe that we can will ourselves to have that shift that, intuitively we know uh, we need we're very afraid of that shift because we are a stranger to ourselves so if i don't know who i am i've never seen my face i've never seen a mirror if i see a mirror i can actually get very scared in fact i would be very scared and that in fact is what happens for most of us that is why Most people that I come across have such a difficult time of actually spending time with themselves, but truly spending time with themselves. So first we can kind of get the extraneous events and let them go, and then we can let some people go and create a little bit of time where we can spend time with ourselves. But then, as we all know, the thoughts don't stop. The mind keeps going into fantasies after we put down the iPhone and the Internet. What is that? So one of the things that I want to share with you today, the most important thing actually is I've been seeing a lot of fear and anxiety come up for people these last couple of weeks, more than sort of the normal set where people are being confronted with changes and all these emotions come up and overwhelm them. So one thing I want to share with you is when this happens, and of course it's one of the most difficult times to practice this but it's actually one of the times where you will see that it works let's say you just lost your job let's just let's just say that nothing has happened externally but you wake up tremendously anxious or fearful most of these things have to do with our abject terror of death as we've talked about in the past so this feeling comes up the last thing you're going to want to do is to sit with yourself and feel you're going to want to run around you're going to want to figure things out you're going to want to talk to people actually sit down and just feel what's going on so you can sit down keep your spine straight do this as we're talking right now drop your breathing down feel your feet and see if you can identify where this feeling is in your chest or in your stomach or in your head it tends to be in the upper body for most of us and in the chest or belly for most people but obviously it's different for different people take a deep breath in take a deep breath out we're not trying to relax we're not trying to manipulate we're just sitting with this feeling You might not even be able to isolate the feeling in the body or name it. It just might be something that's not comfortable. Take a breath in, take a breath out. So now you're starting to make friends with this stranger that you call yourself. And it is astounding how strange we are from ourselves. And one of the things you will feel as you do this is a sense of relief. After that initial pang of anxiety melts away, depending how much practice you have, you will feel some relief. Just from the simple act that you're not pushing this away or running away from it. just by being present to this feeling it shifts the feeling that's the magic that's the counterintuitive magic of actually sitting with things being present to things so this peddling of hope that we actually buy wholeheartedly so the problem with it is that it glosses over the present moment and the present moment is the only gateway we have to where we need to go that peddling of hope diminishes this doorway we have to start from this moment from here to go to the next level we can't just jump over there and again the problem with it is the problem with this peddling of the hope is that it robs us of the moment which is that connection To add to this confusion, there's a connection, there's a connecting of meditation, spirituality, spiritual work with success, which really in our culture means financial success. So the business, the business success. So one thing that was amazing about this book was, again, there was a lot of brilliant pieces in it. But one thing was this unconscious, unexamined piece of, what i just talked about in the next being that when we connect with these practices we can actually then translate that to success in business that that will bring us joy but even forget about the joy the fact that this will lead to success in business well that's absolutely bullshit one has nothing to do with the other you can be quite a in tune connected person and not be successful in business and you can be a total nutcase and be amazingly successful in business ideally one would want to meld the two and be a conscious person who can also care and tend for themselves while caring and tending for others that is the ideal but that's an ideal that's not necessarily reality and Besides all the things that we talked about, there's also this insane idea that once you're quote-unquote successful, then you're happy, which means you're above suffering. So again, these are separate things. One can be quite successful and be quite connected. But one can also be quite successful and be quite disconnected, which is a very common thing. Because one is using that anxious energy to create abundance quote-unquote hate that word but abundance from this new agey place that doesn't mean that you're at peace certainly those of us who haven't had money and have money will always prefer more money but that's a separate topic these connections are made over and over and none of us examine it or we don't really break it down and examine what does this mean what bill of goods are we being sold here And why are we buying into it? Because it's not that this is some big bad person out there selling this to us. This issue is just a mirroring of what's going on inside of us. So we need to really connect and we need to constantly remember not to underestimate the power of the unconscious. Words and reality are two very different things. We have to really connect with ourselves and figure out what are we feeling? What's going on? this rah 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 thing that's constantly shoved on our throats is being a stranger to self the self doesn't really go rah 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 the self is a very calm energy you can certainly have moments of rah 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 moments of being crashed down but it's a pretty leveling force so again we need to really constantly stay on top of these things if we're honest with ourselves So this can totally connect also to this whole positive thinking. As opposed to being in the moment, we're being told to think positively. But that's manipulating reality. Again, to go there, we have to start from here. Positive thinking is throwing a coat of paint on what is. Let's first examine what's here. Is this paint lead? Is this paint water-based? Is this paint waterproof? Is it's a bathroom, then we need waterproof paint. If it's lead paint, we need to put on a mask and sand it down. So positive thinking, which is, again, such a part of our culture, um, really sets us back from not giving us a chance to be with our feelings. It's all about manipulating our feelings. So sitting with these things is what shifts it. And anxiety being the best example of what's underlying for most of us, we have to actually sit with it, to shift it over. So we have to be a witness to ourselves. Just as a healer, one is a witness to somebody else and through that witnessing and the person being witnessed, magic happens, change happens. Same thing happens for ourselves. Our self, this part of the unconscious, That's what's beckoning, to be witnessed. Not to be masked over, not to be denied, not to be changed. Just with the simple act of starting in the moment and witnessing it. Sounds very simple. I do not see many people doing that. And I have not seen many people doing that in almost three decades of practice. So I invite you, right now, Once we're done, put down whatever instrument that you were using to listen to this and sit for a couple of minutes and feel. If you don't have a daily meditation practice, no problem. Once a week, sit down for a second and feel what's going on inside of you. What are you after? What is it that you're trying to run away from? What is it that you're trying to invite? And Always remember that nothing outside of you will bring you the serenity you're looking for because you are that serenity. Once you have that realization, by all means, go out and play. But now you're playing as a free person. Very different energy. We have all had the experience of going and shopping for food when we're starving. And we come back from the grocery store with three times the amount of food that we need, with all kinds of things that we normally wouldn't eat. Or we could have eaten a nice meal, and then we go out shopping for food, and it's a very different experience. We're not in a rush, our body's not shaking, we're not in the addictive mode. So, be true to yourself by being out there, traveling the world, walking on this planet, from a place of having fed yourself first. This way, you are a master and not a slave. And we're all slaves when we're not paying attention to this energy and that's how we get played by the market forces because the market forces are also made by other people who are starving but they also know how to entrap the rest of us who are starving so it's a self-destructive mechanism there's no those bad people us good people us bad people those good people we're all in this dance together and as you're all noticing the time to change, the time to shift is upon us, it's always an option, but now it's being forced down our throat. And as always, much easier for us to step into it of our own volition than have the big boot of the universe up or behind. To wrap all of this up, the one thing that connects all of this together is our unconscious commitment to pain. One thing that I do not see healers talk about when I read these books about positive thinking, about the future, about manifesting things. And rarely, I mean, I actually can't say, I'm trying to remember, I do not really read. Our commitment to pain is very profound. We can run around and do all kinds of things that look quote-unquote positive, but unconsciously have a commitment to pain. It's comfortable for us. And... It's nothing to be judged, just to be observed. All the things that I told you today, there's nothing to be judged here because the judgment will just feed the pain. Just observe it neutrally. Judgment is actually a difficulty to sit with things, the immaturity to sit with things. Judgment is already trying to alter it, to shift it. So really see in your life where you're committed to pain this leads to obligation where do you feel obligated what are the things that are poisoning you and you feel that you cannot release them where is the obligation to service in that pain people in your life places things so as we end feel your hands feel your feet drop your breathing down and sink the energy into your feet I always find this exercise to be most helpful when we go downward because the energy flows where the awareness is and the awareness is in the head and the anxiety makes us leave our body so we go up and out so let's work on going down and down and down Make friends with yourself. Love to you.